0: So you're telling me that after all that, after everything my family's been through, I can't spoil on my own podcast? No, 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 I don't accept that. I will spoil. If I can't spoil my podcast, I'm gonna kill myself. The following podcast contains spoilers for John Q. You have been warned.
1: What is up, everybody? It is me, Glenn Washington. Me. That's, I sound like an f- old fucking president, not not impersonation wise, but Glenn Washington. Holy shit! It's like George's <laughs> a younger
0: brother. Yeah, his his brother. I his, do uh, not
1: accept that.
0: <laughs> I do not accept that his younger, uh, less <laughs> successful brother, Glenn Washington. Your host with KFR, and also <laughs> with Miguel Magusto. Hello, yes. everybody. Can you tell we watched a Denzel movie? Could we did watch a Denzel. My my impressions for everything are always bad. So if you could get that I uh, watched a Denzel movie after that, I I'm impressed. I will not accept that you're bad. I cannot. I will not. <laughs> my son needs a new heart.
1: Uh, <laughs> you did at the uh, I'm gonna the kill myself part. You did that. Did sound pretty the best part of it. Your, oh, or, cool. That's part of your uh, impersonation was the part where you Speaking about ending yourself,
0: because <laughs> that was the most—that was the most honest part of my performance. <laughs> it's the most true to heart. Oh yes. no, not the heart. I didn't mean to say that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we watched on Q. We're going to get to that in a bit. But Glenn, before uh, we do that, I know you've watched a couple movies. I don't know I, how many though.
1: I have actually more than I forgot usual. To, I forgot to look that up. So. I uh, I started. I actually started watching some movies again. I got HBO Max, so I decided to dwell into the beast that is that app. Yes. Um, so I started with The Last Duel, which I kind of regret after watching it. Not really seeing it in theaters.
0: But at yeah, the same it was, it was time, a really good theater experience.
1: At the same time, it was a nice, you know, uh, the way the movie was set up, like I could take a break in between the acts. Yes. Um, because... It's split up into three different acts from three different perspectives. And it tells the same story three times. tells the same story three times, just but know, from different, different points yeah. of views. Um, but the the, the the first to second time, I didn't know. So that third time, I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and maybe make some lunch. So I came back yeah. and then watched the third. Really good movie. Ben Affleck was actually surprisingly uh, good. Yeah. And, and now uh, you was,
0: you uh, you understand why I mentioned it so many times in our House of Goose, Gucci review. Gucci, yeah, House and, of Gucci. Uh, is, is it Comer Jodie Comer? I believe uh, I believe so. It's either she Comer was yeah. fantastic, one hundred percent. Specifically, I, hear, I mean, I I don't know the Academy too well who makes yeah. the decisions, but I hear whispers that she's going to be nominated for a Stony uh, this year. Yeah, so
1: let them whisper. Um, yeah, let them whisper but she was great especially in the one scene that i it's not too comfortable to talk about that that felt so real and really heart-wrenching yeah. um so that was good after that i watched uh injustice a friend of mine wanted me to watch it so i, I took a gander to it it's a uh, it's like a it's a dc movie there's a injustice game series and a comic book mm-hmm. series that came first of all of that uh so he wanted me to watch that it's basically superman going fucking batshit because uh his his wife dies basically Lois Lois Lane, um, and because Joker Joker murders oh that's the that's the only plot point I'll give away so you just go bash it it was a little bit different from the games I will say I think I like the games uh, points of view on it a little bit better because uh, they they took some weird turns that were like this is definitely a comic book thing yeah this is this is like like a. Uh, a person died and came back as like a guardian angel or some shit at one point. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> and that that took me out of it. And I feel like the end was rushed, but overall it was like a decent movie. I'd rather, it made me want to play the games again. Mm-hmm. For sure. After that, I watched Reminiscence. If anybody uh, listened uh, or watched our, we did we did a trailer reaction to that, right? I believe so if anybody watched it no
0: we did but then uh, it was one of the ones we had technical difficulties and couldn't do
1: Uh, long story short we did a trailer reaction for it I am I was hyped for it Um, heard bad news that it wasn't that great so I was like "Ah, I guess I'll just wait till I see it at home Um, because this is still like when COVID was like super a thing Um, and theaters were opening back up saw it just now finally and uh, lo and behold I was disappointed it uh it was interesting to say the least. The plot yeah. you know was there, but it went this weird um how did how did I describe it the other day? It was like it was like a, a noir movie film that just You said had,
0: Vietnamese noir movie. Yes, it was, was like a Viet, It's like
1: a Vietnam like war noir film. Like you've got the guy who's like, Oh, I served, I served my time. I always you know those Vietnam vets who always you yeah. know that you have to fucking they serve their times, mm-hmm. which understandably so. But is it, he Hugh Jackman and multiple other characters constantly brought up the fact that they are trained in you know killing people and just fighting and just served time and it's just brought up so much and then the noir aspect is you know like this romance uh, between like investigative whole thing
0: the sultry woman yeah the the, uh, the, f- the voiceover and all that
1: yeah
0: it was interesting
1: but I think I think they should have went. Uh, definitely more noir than anything. Yeah. Um
0: my whole it, problem it was, with it. I don't if know I how made, much I could change. Uh my whole problem with it is that uh Rebecca Ferguson's character is a thousand times more interesting than Hugh Jackman's character. Yeah. But they follow Hugh Jackman but, and not but her is also Ferguson. so
1: so like bland during the whole thing that you don't Because just, it's from his perspective. Though. Yeah. You, so, so like you what don't, happens to her is interesting. Yeah so you don't give a shit the whole time
0: mm-hmm. so you're like oh and she, I may be biased because I have a huge crush on Rebecca Ferguson but uh, I, I yeah. wanted to w- watch I mean, absolutely. her it character's story it would have been
1: more. a better story throughout A I don't give a fuck about flooded Florida <laughs> honestly, I don't at all honestly
0: it pretty much is already so
1: yeah I, it, I don't think it had that much to do with the plot except for a fight scene and some stuff but it it didn't have that much to do i didn't care about that it focused a lot on all of that and i don't know it could it could have been really cool it wasn't though uh so it got like a two and a half uh we saw drive my car yesterday uh that i i i sat there in my car for about 12 seconds that's five star that's it five stars such a good
0: movie i I gave it four star hey Um, listen I I it. it might go up later, but th- my immediate reaction is four star. Yeah, mainly because of the length. But you know, I might be easier on it later on.
1: Yeah, I, I I loved it. Um, I'd watch it again. It. I was. I leaned over to Mike at one point. I'm like, you yeah, know, this is like a this movie's perfect for when like you want to go out and drive on like a really nice night, but you're just too fucking lazy. So you yeah. put this movie on, and because there's so much driving and just so relaxing and just you know, mm-hmm. watching it all happen, you're like. Yeah, that's fine. I don't have to go yeah. out tonight.
0: <laughs> it did it was, have a way more interesting plot than I thought it would. Yeah. Um. With the uh, actor and everything, and, and you know them kind of. Exp- there was a lot of exposition, but it worked, and you mm-hmm. know they explored their traumas and everything, and it was, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, for yeah. for going into a movie, I had
1: basically nothing or like no knowledge about. I, I had less it blew, blew my mind. Blew yeah. my absolute mind going into it. Um, so that that was awesome. Five stars for me. But I believe, besides John Q, which I still have to rate, that is it for me. Michael. Uh, you watched Annette. No, I did. Oh, yeah, I didn't rate it because uh, I'm still thinking about it. I did oh, okay. watch Annette. Hey, everybody! Yeah, <laughs> watched
0: Annette. I feel like you had um, a few others as well, but Annette's the only one I really care about. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: there, there might there was a lot of shows that I've been watching in between yeah. all of that. So I watched a lot, but the shows we don't I don't care about as much. Um, yeah, plus it's not that interesting. Um, but Annette, I still have to think about that. It was it was a fun fun little movie, a great uh you know, uh, musical. Mm-hmm. i'm not that into musicals i think the best part about the movie was the second half the first part you know it's okay um but i still don't know how i feel about it overall i think i mean maybe i'm thinking about a four roughly
0: yeah i feel like the the first half drags a little bit but then it picks up a lot in the second mm-hmm. half so i'd agree with you on that uh but yeah i believe that's all you watched at I least believe that i can remember so <laughs> I just love when I know you watched a movie and you don't bring it up. I, uh, I'm just <laughs> bad. Yeah, it's all, it's all good. Uh, I watched a few movies. The first one, I rewatched The King's Man because I hadn't been to the theaters in a, in a while. And uh, a while for me, for most people, would probably be a perfect amount of time. Um, mm-hmm. So I, re- I just rewatched it. It's a movie that I don't mind. Uh, there's this couple who was making out behind me loudly. Until I moved seats, but like they, yeah, they were making. I'm just if you're gonna go spend $14 per person to make out, how shitty is your home life? Mm. These weren't teenagers, mind you, these were grown adults. Yeah, oh, of course, yes, like it, it made no sense. I, I, that's one thing I never understood is like watch the movie and then make out in your car or make mm-hmm. it out at home. <sighs>
1: Just make yeah, out down the bathroom or something uh, like yeah, a normal person. I was
0: just, I was full, I was fully expecting them to get it on, and they, luckily they didn't. But oh, thank the And then when they weren't making out, the woman was asking a bunch of questions, like, "Oh, well, if, if you fucking paid attention, maybe you wouldn't have all these questions." <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, then I, uh, you know, as everyone knows, I'm going through the 1001 movies you must watch before you die, which is really at the moment 12,000 or sorry, 1,245 movies, uh, soon to be more. Uh, And I watched a movie called Lola Montez, also known as The Sins of Lola Montez. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a French film from 1955 that is about this woman who is a circus performer, but all she does in the circus is talk about how many men she's been with. Okay. Uh, And on top of that, it's really dull it's really boring like you know me in romance so maybe like people who like romance might actually like it
1: the only romance you like is between you and i
0: exactly but it was it was extremely boring Mm -hmm. so boring in fact that the movie that i watched after that which is also in the 1001 movies you must watch before you die is three and a half hours of literally just a woman going on about her day (laughs) jesus and i found that to be more interesting than Lola Montes. Well, what movie was that? <laughs> that was Jeune Dielman 23 Quoi du Commerce 1080 Bruxelles. Uh, my pronunciation of that is horrible, I know. Uh, but it's a it's a Belgian... Belgium like a mouthful. It is a Belgian movie that is French language from 1975. Legitimately, it is just three days of this woman going on about her routine. Uh, and then the thing that honestly made it interesting is I read the plot, and in the plot it says... She goes about her routine until something dangerous happens. Oh. So the entire time, you know, she's like, like, I'm waiting for the danger. She's peeling potatoes really fast with a knife, not a peeler. And I'm just like, fuck, she's going to slit her wrist. Oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> then she's watching a baby, but it's the 70s. So she puts a baby on the table in, in its bassinet and then walks away to go eat lunch. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, fuck, the baby's going to die. No, no, the baby not It it makes everything so much more intense knowing that something dangerous is supposed to happen. Yeah. But that aside, it is still relatively interesting to just kind of people watch for three and a half hours. I wish it was shorter. Yeah. It would have been like a really solid movie at... Probably uh, even
1: three hours would have felt somewhat better
0: yeah but like at an hour and a half two hours i think it would have been a really solid film mm-hmm. three and a half hours was definitely stretching it but way more interesting than lola montez which is an actual movie that isn't tr- like a, a a thought experiment yeah um so yeah <laughs> watch that then i watched a uh a romantic comedy from 1932 called me and my gal which is about this detective who uh kind of courts this woman and this woman's sister is ho- hiding a uh, escaped convict in her attic and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. Uh, you know, it's it's from the '30s, so some of the humor is hit and miss. Yeah, a lot of it's just like, what do you say, Jake? Blah blah, blah. <laughs> Stoop, <laughs> oh, stupid man, stuff like you that. Got me. <laughs> so yeah, it's stuff that doesn't land very well today. But there is some really solid stuff in there. Uh, I, I enjoy that. That's also on the 1001 movies you must watch before you die. Cranking. Why I out. watch it. Yeah. Uh, then I watched Drive My Car, which we talked about already. Really good. Highly suggest people check it out. Uh, then I watched John Q, which we're going to get to in just a minute. But we have some unfortunate news. Glenn, as, I'll let you do the first one.
1: As is these years. Um, yes. First off, we had two passings. At least um, two uh, major uh, actors, as, as we know. Ones that we know. Ones that we know for sure. Um, the first one being... Uh the good rock star himself,
0: meatloaf. Yes, man I think was... a lot of a lot of people forget that he was Bob Bitch Tits in Fight Club. <laughs> and I've been like referencing Bob Bitch tits to yeah. everyone and they're just like, What? I was like he's played Bob Bitch Tits in Fight Club. He's he's
1: been in, in so much and you don't really think about it. Yeah, until you're looking at this IMDb list, and it, it it is insane. Yeah, how how many credits he's got? Well, he's I got mean, like
0: two personas. He's got he's got his like normal clean cut self. Yeah, which looks like a normal dude, looks like someone's dad, and then he's got his rocker persona. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he looks like a rock star, it's it's insane. He's like he's a chameleon in that way. It's
1: like I think that the most I know him from specifically is Tenacious D. You know, when I was younger, yeah. I watched Tenacious D a lot, and he was Jack Black's dad in that movie.
0: Yeah, and
1: just he, he's killer. He's absolutely killer, dude. Um and in his music, we me and my buddies were just like randomly singing Never Do anything for love. And they're like, Why the fuck are we singing this song right now? And then it all hit us at the same time that Meatloaf just passed. We're like, No <laughs> <laughs> It was so it was so sad, but we were all just jamming. Yeah. It was it was it was a good time. Uh, amazing, amazing rocker and amazing yeah, actor. There's for a sure.
0: f- there's a funny video uh, with him. Some he's like at a, a meet and greet, and someone asks him what that is. in I in <laughs> that song, yeah. And and he's just like, you know, when I gave this to my manager, he was like, "Are people gonna understand it?" I'm like, "Yeah, people aren't stupid." Well, he was he was right. I was wrong. <laughs> That's funny. And and he explained what it was. And it's like the the verse before the course is the thing that he won't do, um, f- for each time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. He will be missed. But we also lost a hilarious man with uh, Louis Anderson, uh, who passed on the same day or maybe a day apart. I don't know. Uh, but I heard about it on the same day, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if you know Louie very well, but like I, I used to watch his cartoon Life with Louis. Uh, I, I grew up with a lot of Louie Anderson.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I know. I know who he is. I, I yeah. never specifically watched a lot of the things. Yeah, he's, of course he's he's, done.
0: he's an Emmy winner. Emmy winner for his performance in Baskets as he plays Zach Galifianakis's mom mm-hmm. in Baskets. And he's great in that. Uh, he's in Coming to America, of course. Uh, just a hilarious dude. Massive loss in talent. And, uh, yeah, he will also be missed as well. So. He will truly Yes. Be. So with all that sad news aside, let's get into something a little lighter. Mm-hmm. With John Q. And with John Q. <laughs> Lieutenant Frank Grant's the Chicago Police Department. Are you the man in charge? That's right. Well, who am I speaking to? John Q. I assume since all the doors are locked, this is a hostage situation. Is that correct? Okay. Bless me, father. I've sinned. I know you do things your own way.
1: Blood pressure is dropping fast. He's going into cardiac arrest. But I don't
0: understand. Mike's heart is useless. He's going to need a transplant or he's going to die. He will make Mike so sick. Transplant surgery is very expensive. We got insurance. There are no provisions in your policy for a procedure of this magnitude.
1: All right, you want money? I'll get you your money. We've recently switched carriers. We
0: only give assistance to patients without
1: coverage. I'm sorry, I can't help you. Have you tried Medicaid? No, you don't qualify. My son is
0: dying, I'm broke. If I don't qualify, who the hell does? I've done everything I can do, I'm sorry. Please.
1: They are releasing him. Now you need to
0: do so something! Take care.
1: Do something!
0: Your hospital's under new management now. Everybody does exactly what I say, nobody will get hurt. John Quincy Archibald takes a hospital emergency room hostage when his insurance won't cover his son's heart transplant. Directed by Nick Cassavetes, written by James Kearns, starring Denzel Washington, Robert Duvall, Gabriella Olteen, Kimberly Elise, uh, Daniel E. Smith, uh, James Woods is in there, mm-hmm. uh, Eddie Griffin is in there. Um,
1: Which I can't believe he's not uh, higher up on this top cast here. I that, think they
0: I think they do it by uh, other than Denzel Washington and Robert Duval I think yeah. it is by uh, a, appearance appearance yeah yeah
1: because there's um, like tow truck driver and um, employee manager yeah I guess you're right. Yeah
0: I mean because Gabrielle Gabrielle, yeah, Gabrielle old teen old is the woman the very yeah. first woman you see. And she's not a huge part. I mean, she's an important part, but she's not a huge part. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I picked this because uh, back when it was released in 2002, I wanted to go see it, and no one wanted to go see it with me. And I was 12 at the time. Yeah, I was 12 at the time, so I couldn't just go by myself mm-hmm. without someone driving me, and no one would drive me. <laughs> so I wanted to see it. Uh Those and I, I, heard, I heard about all the the critiques of it. Uh, which I agree to, with to some extent, but uh, overall, this movie was corny, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I, I think it, there's enough there to, uh, you know, give it some some acknowledgement. It, I think, especially Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington's great in it.
1: Oh, yeah, he sends uh, this bastard home.
0: Yeah, he does. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those movies where, like, I totally get everyone's criticisms about it. Mm-hmm. And I also get why people like it it's it's a very down the middle movie for me, which is the most polarizing for some reason are the ones that I find like to be I could see both sides of it yeah um but uh where do we start other than America's health care system and shambles? <laughs> and the fact that this is still relevant twenty S- years later
1: still relevant today
0: is very depressing, yeah for uh yeah, I don't know if we have any uh, European listeners, but uh, I'm jealous. I'm you're jealous lucky of your healthcare system. I don't care if we'd have to pay more taxes. Take my taxes, please. <laughs> and it would be nice. Yeah. Um. I. I don't know.
1: You know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I. I can under this. This movie does suffer from. Uh, it's early 2000s uh, time that it took place in yeah uh, because you know that's that's uh, probably what made it the most corny is just how you know most movies were made and you know scripts were written back then yeah uh, for for me at least I, I thought this movie was great fantastic almost even at least from all the performances and yeah. how well all the characters you know were were written out and everything like that and how funny everybody was and even in the most troubling times. Uh, like the most cheesy thing to me was like the crowd outside of the hospital cheering John Q on. <laughs> the crowd
0: just, and the the news guy, the, yeah. the news anchor, he was kind of corny too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then also the the son of a bitch boyfriend Mitch Quigley, yeah, uh, who like stabs him. He, he his character was a bit over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it's you're right. It, it definitely suffers from its time. That's really all the problem I have with this. It was 2002, and that it feels very <laughs> 2002. Yeah. Even though the topic is still relevant to Americans today, yep. it, it, it is very of the time. So John Q
1: is placed in this situation, in a hostage situation, and he is the gunman because mm-hmm. his son cannot get a heart transplant. He's trying to get the money up, but he does, his insurance isn't covering because he's knocked down to part-time instead of his full-time hourly insurance that he should be getting. Uh, so And without in- being told, too. And without being told. So he's, he's struggling to make up the money, in the hospital has just been like, hey, we did everything we could, even though they, they really haven't. No, they have not. Uh, so he... Has had it up to his ends and he has to get, he has to save his son and is put in this situation where he's like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I have to do to save my child. Or as else as he liked to say it, my son is going
0: to bury me. I will not.
1: He says it the other way, but still. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, he's put in in this situation where it's just dire, uh, dire needs and, you know, he has to resort to. Uh, straight crime but he's his hostages are like these perfect pick of people where he shows his true intentions of being a good hearted person and you know besides you know Mitch being a dumb fuck uh, pretty much proves that he's he's he just wants to save his child and doesn't want to hurt anybody as much as possible except for emotionally because you know they are hostages
0: Yeah, well, at first, and then they kind of yeah. realize they get the whole Stockholm Syndrome thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I think because it is America, people understand how shitty the healthcare system is. Yeah. And they're just like, honestly, I don't even blame you. Like, Honestly, this- you give me another bag of Cheetos, I'm all
1: for it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, uh, the, uh, it definitely requires a massive suspension of disbelief mm. uh, t- t- to the point where just like, he locks like three doors, and then that makes him secure. Like hospitals are massive and have yeah. countless hallways for both just staff and and things. It's just, like there there would have been other ways to get in mm-hmm. that he didn't know about, but um, yeah, it's it's it is a, it's a good movie. I I I enjoy it. I think it, it's it says a lot. Uh, it's a little on the nose, but you know what. <sighs> for that it would it needs to be for non-domestic audiences yeah uh because you know everyone in america knows everything that's going on and then it's like uh people outside now it's more widely known that our healthcare system sucks but like mm-hmm. they would need to explain it to them my biggest problem with this is that the music choices are so fucking weird yeah, like they don't fit at all. Like there's they, a montage of him c- trying to get money, and it's like this weird gospel song that just yeah. doesn't fit. There's like Matrix style uh, score underneath. There,
1: there is some Matrix. I definitely know the one you're talking about. This guy, the guy, the director of this one, he also made Face Off, so it kind of makes sense his score. Yeah, Nick Cassavetti's. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know who did the score. I'm looking that up right now. Uh, but uh, see, Aaron like, Zygmunt the The score was definitely kind of all over the place with how it was, uh, how it was done. You definitely felt like you were in the Matrix, and he was about to punch Neo in the face at some point.
0: Yeah. So that <laughs> that
1: was that was fun. Yeah. Uh, but seeing that this guy made face off, I was like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's such a straightforward story that it's it's kind of hard to talk about. Other than Denzel, Denzel is just remarkable in it as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, And, yeah, I I don't know what else to say. I
1: definitely, I needed more Eddie
0: Griffin, man. Eddie Griffin, yeah. That motherfucker
1: was so funny in this, and he only had such little screen time.
0: Yeah, his little, like, shit-eating grin Mm -hmm. as he's being driven away. At the end in the back of the police yep. uh cruiser. I thought I was actually really mad when I thought he was gonna get away with it scot-free. I was just like, God, this is obviously a studio call. Yeah. Th- if if he's gonna get off. And then Robert Duvall kind of gets on to him and and finds him and, and to his credit, doesn't put the handcuffs on him. He's like, hey, put these on hey, take when your, you get a chance. <laughs> yeah, take your time. Uh you know, it shows the respect there and, and everything. So it's it's mm-hmm. The best of both worlds. Another thing, though, uh, you know, there he has three charges, none of which are assaulting a police officer, mm-hmm. which you think they would have since he beat the shit out of a police Absolutely officer. Absolutely did. Um, but uh, the the uh, the one he gets found guilty of is kidnapping all the people that he kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Now I could be wrong. I'm not a lawyer or anything, but I feel like when there's sp- specific victims in a charge such as that all of those people would have would have needed to press charges and each one would be its own individual charge yeah so that would depending on the the state he lives in uh it, it could either run concurrently which means like all those uh those sentences go on at the same time or simultaneous no simultane I don't remember one is like they're all like if he gets like thirty yeah. five years s- things but they all go at out- they all run at the same time he's out in five years. Or he could get 35-year things and have to be in there for uh, 150 years or whatever it is. Logically, it's um, a thinker. <laughs> yeah, it's a thinker. It's Again, like I said, it's suspension of disbelief. But the thing that I think is even more unbelievable is that every single one of those people would have pressed charges.
1: Yeah, 100%. Especially uh, since they were all there in the courtroom on his side.
0: <laughs> yeah, like cheering for him and everything yeah. and then look disappointed when he got found guilty. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I could be wrong. I'm fairly certain that's how it needs to happen. Yeah. It's not like the state can just throw it. The other ones, the state can throw you, that on you. But when it's like kidnapping, yeah. like they even, have to get the James person. Woods
1: was there and everything.
0: Yeah. When it's kidnapping, they have to get the person to say that they were kidnapped. When mm-hmm. it's like attempted murder and stuff like that, I don't think they need the person to say that. Um, yeah. But so, yeah, it's a lot of suspension and disbelief. But, you know, I kind of went in knowing this was going to be slightly corny and. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh the but it definitely felt like there was some studio interference uh especially towards the end but
1: yeah the, i think the the biggest gripes that i have is uh, his his wife's character um i don't know she she was just a lot to handle during parts of this and i was like oh my god especially where she's like you need to take care of our son and just screaming at it. I somehow did a Denzel impression for his wife. Um,
0: <laughs> Everyone in this movie, or maybe I did a John
1: David Washington. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. they sound exactly the same. Yeah. Um, but she, she was a little, you know, too much at times for me. And and Robert Duvall, I thought he would have, you know, stood out more in this. But he honestly could have been replaced, and I wouldn't have noticed.
0: I feel like he called it in. Yeah. Because uh, there was a lot of times he was making. I hate to say it. I can't compare it to anything else, but Trump debate faces. Yeah. Where he's just like, someone says something and he's like, ah, 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 you would do that? No. Yeah. Um, And and, and I feel like he definitely just either did this as a favor to someone and didn't try or, uh, you know, something went wrong and he just got – Bad direction or whatever, yeah uh, but yeah, you're right. Kimberly Elise, who plays Denise Archibald, it's not that she's bad; she just feels like she's in a different movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, um, it, it's kind of it's kind of her character and yeah. the way she's acting into the character. But her and Robert duvall I mean, Ray Liotta was a little little good, um but he wasn't like anything expansive. I could see how this movie would get underlooked. Yeah. Um because some of the performances aren't great. Denzel's fantastic; he usually is.
0: James Woods is really good.
1: James Woods is really good. Eddie Griffin yeah. was fucking great. Yeah, um, Eddie Griffin was good. And yeah, I mean, but other than that, I could see how it flies under the radar, and 'cause because the corniness and you know the time it took place. But I, I did have a lot of fun with this movie. So yeah, same it, here. It's such a, it's such a like, you know, heart. Oh, there's that word again. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna start crying. Such a. I guess I could talk about that a little bit, like the the bond that he had with his son and how touching that was. Yeah, because like they they had their moments where it was like I'm not gonna say goodbye, I'm gonna say see you later because this is never goodbye. Okay, now come on, Slugger, show me your warfare. <laughs> <laughs> and like they always they always strong manned pose, you know, because his son loves you know Olympian weightlifters basically, and so there was there was a nice bond there between boy and father.
0: Yeah. And it was only ruined by the kid's performance, but he's a kid actor.
1: He's a child actor, so for sure. I, I
0: don't really blame him. He's he's been in other stuff. I, I haven't I seen only anything. I that
1: kid growing up to be Anthony Mackie in Pain and Gain. It's the only thing I could see.
0: He's he kind of looks like Anthony Mackie. hmm It's uh, the forehead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's still working, so I'm I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the I think the unsung hero of this entire movie. Is Nurse Reggie, for real? uh, Who is the nurse that runs like a motherfucking Olympian Mm -hmm. when he finds out that uh, you know they got they found a heart that's a match for him, and Denzel's about to kill himself. Yep, he he runs so fast. I was just like Reggie. You could carry me anytime. carry carry me my carry good me. sir. Please. I don't know if he could cuz I'm I'm pretty heavy, but <laughs> I mean, he looked like a fit guy. I'm he like, did look like a fit guy. I can't guy. lie. But like he he I knew I was going to like him from the get-go cuz he t- he was like the only one that like took the time to explain to them. Like yes, it was an exposition dump, but he was just like, "Hey, yeah. if this gets below 70, we're in serious trouble." and he like he, he he was the first person to talk to them like they were humans besides i, really I think
1: nurse or doctor ellen the one chick who was like don't don't stop trying like you got to yeah. keep fucking with this 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 place the system cuz like otherwise you're giving up you you're literally just going to let this kid go uh, other than her yeah doctor uh, nurse reggie was a fucking g he was yeah. the man mm-hmm. um, but i mean other than that i don't i don't have too much brother i don't have yeah, too much yeah me too
0: t- me neither uh, so that does it for our review of John Q. That brings us to our judgment. Does this become a little shelf boy with the likes of Apostle and handmaiden? has to be a unanimous decision as always, and since I picked it, I get to go first. Mm-hmm. and honestly, I hate it when I have to go first, and it's a movie that like I like, <laughs> but is it, is it really worthy of the shelf? yeah uh so i'm not I'm leaning no just'cause that oh. like there are whoa, whoa my heart. Down. Stop with the hearts, man. <laughs> there there are a lot of issues with it. I enjoyed it. Uh I don't know if I would like wholeheartedly recommend it to people be like, you're absolutely gonna love this, which is what I like to think the shelf is. Um or mm-hmm. uh, like if it's interesting. Yeah. It, to Americans this movie's just sad because it was twenty years ago and nothing's changed. Uh but yeah, Do you I, I like it. On it? uh sure okay uh i
1: really uh enjoyed this movie besides the corniness of it um and you know the time it you know took place because of that corniness but uh other than you know a couple of the the roles i think this movie was great it's definitely overlooked and should should for sure be watched it, you know at least once Cause I, f- I mean, especially if you watch the short film with all the Denzels at the table, like uh, you plugged last week. Yeah. I mean, you're just sitting there, and as soon as he says the line, you're like, "I fucking know that line." Yeah, <laughs> I, like, that I, I don't felt, accept that. I could, I could, I could do not accept that. I do not accept <laughs> that. it. Feels it feels so good if you've ever done a Denzel impression. It just feels nice. <laughs> it just feels nice. Uh, I I want to put it on the shelf. Okay. Um, just because I think I think it's overlooked. And I you think what? it it's very very heartfelt and very it was just good to see you know yeah. and I would watch it again honestly.
0: I'm gonna put it on just for Denzel alone, and also because I like it a hell of a mo- lot more than uh, Mr. No Nobody. Yeah, and that had I I nothing
1: to do with it, but yeah.
0: <laughs> well, no, I I said yes because it's your one of your favorite movies, and yeah. you still have yet to reciprocate that for me. I will uh, never do it. You you son of a bitch.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know why you, know you
0: did it. I am taking mr nobody off
1: <laughs> I'm oh, no. doing it. i do not accept how well, Too you say this line. <laughs>
0: uh, you so put yeah, that I, son I of a bitch back on <laughs> i turn him into jack black now yeah uh or whatever i swear to god i know Nicholson. you like a ghost story but if i were to like say <laughs> like yes to the ghost story and you were to say no i would hope that you would say yes I'd to shove the ghost a pie story in my
1: face right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway so yeah i'll say yeah for John Q. just because denzel's really look, great in this look at that and it's very sad for americans uh why do we live in a place where people think it's great and refuse to acknowledge that it's not great they really just point their fingers and laugh <sighs> yeah mm. well john q makes it onto the list with the likes of apostle and handmaiden so there's that you know i'll uh i'll, I'll next time i have to pay a hospital bill i'll, I'll throw that little hey we like John Q. We do like John Q. Can we you help like us? Q. Can you help And they'll help be
1: us? like, why do you like John Q? I do not
0: accept that. <laughs> I do not accept that bill. Yeah. I do not. <laughs> uh, real rap, though, in my opinion, anyone under the age of 25 who needs a heart transplant should be the first people on the list. Fuck the old people who need hearts if it's down to that. You Dude, know? That
1: even means us. Fuck us. That, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm, I've am I'm. i been over 25 for the past seven years. So. Yep. And honestly, I don't take care of myself, so if it were between me and a healthy kid <laughs> like, that just I deserve got, this. This, yeah. this is uh, the way got I go. Got bad genetics? <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah, just, please, one last time before I die. Uh, <laughs> so John Q makes out the list with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. <laughs> that brings us... This, most of this is just us bullshit. It's, it is but a lot of us bullshit. That brings us to our assignment for next week. It is Glenn's turn to pick. So Glenn, what are we mm. watching next week?
1: Glenn is going to pick a little film that he has kind of been really wanting to see lately. And... He noticed that you hadn't seen it. Ooh. Oh my God, this is the first time in a while I got to say this. Holy shit. Uh, <sighs> I mean, you did that for Midnight in Paris. Yeah, but I had, I had watched that already. I've, I've been wanting to oh, watch you, this. You one.
0: Have, oh, you haven't seen it. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, gotcha. without further ado, interview with the vampire, The Vampire Chronicles. That's well, right. Well, let's see we
0: get started. So, you want me to tell you the story of my life? I'll tell you my story. I'll tell you all of it. I'm flesh and blood, but not human. I haven't been human for 200
1: years. From the novel by Anne Rice. From Neil Jordan, the director of The Crying Game. I've come to answer your prayers. Life has no meaning anymore, does it? His name is Lestat. But what if I could give it back to you, pluck out the pain and give you another life, one you could never imagine? I can see you lying on a bed of satin. He chose one man. He gave him infinite power, eternal life, and a daughter who would be forever young. This is the only real evil left. And then he took the light of day.
0: You're a vampire. You never knew what life was until it ran out in a red gush over your lips. I can't stand this any longer. You made us what we are, didn't you? God kills indiscriminately. And so shall we. You like dying. You condemn me to hell. Monster. Unhappy villain. Take her to End her suffering. and yours. But do not doubt. You are a killer. I want some more. Why vampire- are you picking ones that are slightly creepy?
1: <laughs> because it's january and i've got nothing better to do that's fine <laughs> a vampire tells his epic life story love betrayal loneliness and hunger directed by neil jordan written by ann rice for the screenplay of course stars brad pitt tom cruise antonio benderes kirsten Dunst, christian slater uh i've never actually had to say her name is it than newton it's tandaway Newton.
0: I, i'm fairly certain if if anyone knows 100% what it is correct me but i'm pretty sure it's Tandui. Mm-hmm. because it was tandy because someone mispronounced or misspelled her name and she just never corrected them and now she changed it and i believe it's Tondaway. all
1: right well hopefully tandaway newton um so yeah this is this is a movie that i i've 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 know about i've been wanting to see i hear it's good I'm hoping it's good. It's rated R with two-hour runtime, and it is on Netflix. That is going to be the movie we are going to be watching.
0: You you want to know why I avoided this movie? Tell me. Because I forget who she kisses, but Kirsten Dunst kissed a grown man when she was like 13 years old or 12 years old, however old she is in this. Mm -hmm. And it's like her first kiss that she ever had. Oh. And that's a little creepy. That's kind of like the bad side of Hollywood that they've gotten uh, rid of finally. Yeah. Uh, And that's why I've avoided it. But, you know, whatever. Here we are. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, that's not as bad as uh, Woody... uh, Alan, so. 100%. There's that. So, Interview with a Vampire on Netflix. That is our assignment for next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, keystone underscore film. Facebook, keystone film review. YouTube, keystone film review. TikTok, keystone film review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we watch a little creepy kiss and then presumably two hours, uh, two minutes, and 45 seconds around that kiss that aren't (laughs) a creepy little kiss. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll find out. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye, everybody. (sighs) Goodbye. I don't accept that. I accept that you are going to leave.